0: Hey, Trudy, I know where Brady is. Is she okay? She's fine. Where is she? Why didn't you bring her home? Listen to me, Trudy. Just calm down. It's okay. Brady's safe. It's not what everybody thought. Those crazy monks out there had nothing to do with it. It's just some kids who wanted their own baby.
1: So, welcome to Series 2, Episode 13 of Conversation League of Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz hello sabine hi and maggie
0: hi
1: with episode notes done by matt and myself so series 2 episode 13 the screenplay was done by nick doughty it was directed by john reed and the episode synopsis were read out by sabine
2: ebony finally shows her cards making a deal with the guardian to deliver trudy to the chosen but the result may not be quite what she bargained for back at the mall race in this position leads to tensions running high as Lex and Danny battle for the upper hand. And Lex's advice to Ryan leads to a confrontation with Celine.
1: So after playing the long game with the Morats, Ebony identifies a chance of power with the Chosen and makes her move, telling Trudy that she knows where Brady is and that she needs to go with her alone in order to get her back. So yeah, panel, how did you react to Ebony showing her true colours here? As well as Trudy's decision to trust her.
0: Trudy should know better.
1: (laughs) Trudy is so desperate. desperate. I know.
0: I know in her desperation she sees nothing other than getting her hands back on her child, right? Having her hands, you know, or having Trudy or Brady with her. Which I get. I understand as a mother, absolutely. But it's Ebony. Ebony never does anything for anybody else's, you know. Like, it's always for a benefit of her own. Um, and Trudy knows this and uh but at the same time, like I said, I I get why she jumped at it. However, Ebony was being very suspicious with the no, we can't tell anybody. No, nobody can know. You have to, you know, it's a secret. You don't come with me now, it's never gonna happen. Like, well, what do you mean? What other I need I need more information. But Trudy in 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 her, you know, desperation and
2: (sighs) I think she was just willing to risk it.
0: I, I know, I know, and that's the thing is I get it. The risk, you know the benefit outweighed the risk in this situation yeah. for Trudy. You're good. She just didn't care, you know, what the out like what was going to, as long as she was back with her, her baby.
2: Yeah, that, that's the only thing that matters to her right now. You know, getting Brady back there's not much worse that Ebony could possibly do to her right now. Because she's already lost her daughter.
0: Right. Yeah she already feels at her lowest. Like, what? What else could possibly happen that could be worse than what she's dealing with? She's not thinking about and herself. She's probably not even thinking about that. The only, the only thing that is on her mind right now is being reunited with her daughter. And if Ebony is the means to that, then so be it.
3: It does it's, a good job of showing um, that horrible decision you have to make. Like, imagine, like, if you have a loved one who gets kidnapped, law enforcement always tells you. That you need to contact law enforcement, you need to keep them in the loop, because that is your best chance of getting your loved one back. Even if the kidnappers tell you, do not call the police, Mm -hmm. if you do, we'll kill your loved one, blah blah blah, the Mm -hmm. cops will always tell you, statistically, you're better off calling the cops, do not listen to the kidnappers and their bluff. And so, you have these circumstances where somebody, their loved one's kidnapped and the kidnappers contact them and say, bring this money. But if you involve the police, we'll kill your loved one. And it's like, it's such a hard choice to make because the person you have to trust here, you know. And it's like, I'm looking at poor Trudy. She knows Ebony's not trustworthy. She's doubting it the whole time. But it's like, if I don't take this chance and trust her, I may never get my child back and Like, that's just not an enviable situation to be in. Like, the worst person on the planet to trust is the only one who can help you get your kid back, you know? And if you just, if you go with your gut and don't listen to her, you could lose your kid, you know? Because what if she's actually telling the truth and... Mm -hmm. Or what if she just skips? What if she disappears? What if you go and tell someone, this is what Ebony told me, and then you go to find Ebony, and she skipped out because she's like, she was up to something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And now you have no leads. You have to find, you know, you can't find her. And it's like, man, that's a sucky situation to be And I don't know what choice I would make. I guess I would be like, fine. <laughs> I'm bringing a stick because yeah. I don't trust you, but <laughs> take me to my kid. Take me to my kid, you know? To so me,
2: it doesn't feel like she had a real choice to make, you know? This is her one shot of getting Brady back. The only shots he's had. Yeah,' he was taken.:
0: Yeah, this, you know, this is the only time that any type of like evidence has been shown of any sort, you know, where it seems legit, but at the same time, because it's ebony, it's like, no, there's no way.
2: there's probably, an, there's probably something wrong with this, but if she's taking me to my kid, well, I don't
3: care what happens right then. Yeah, It doesn't It doesn't help that uh, Ebony mm-hmm. is telling the truth It's mm-hmm. a half truth But she is telling the truth I, She knows where Brady is She also knows that Dude, we will scare these people off If we mm-hmm. come traipsing in there with our whole tribe You know what I mean And that's not the way we have to go about this If you want to get your daughter mm-hmm. And so she's not even lying And that's what makes it even worse She's able to be so convincing Because she is telling Trudy the truth She's just, you know Keeping the other half of the truth away from her, you know. Which, from Ebony's point of view, makes sense. Yeah.
2: Oh, of course. I mean, it's not like she could go to Trudy with a, Hi, I know where your kid is. I'm just gonna give you to them. And if you just join
0: them, then you can be with Brady again.
3: You know it's crazy? If she had said that, I guarantee Trudy would have done it anyway. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, probably. Um, you know, and, and, and this is something that Ebony is really good at with the half-truths. Yeah. She knows, you know, she knows what information to give to people and what information to withhold. And um, she's very smart and she's v- just very good at what she does. Yeah, Trudy absolutely probably would have been like, okay, I guess let's do it. As long as, I, worry- as, long as R- I get R- Brady back. I'll worry about escaping
3: later. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let me get to my kid.
2: Mm-hmm. So bring me to my kid and then tell Bray, okay? <laughs>
0: right, and that's probably what Trudy would have said. she had been like, okay, let's do it. Don't, I'm going to get back with Brady, that's fine, let's do it You know Yeah.
2: It's not like any of those more seem to care About her
0: or exactly, her kid anyway. Exactly And Ebony is the only one that's really You know, actively this, As far as Trudy can see, doing anything um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: The other one's have, you know, will start going out To look, which is good But a little too late, don't you think
3: Yeah uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, they're
0: showing,
3: <laughs> yeah, they're showing like a ton of concern now, now. Two, three days later.
0: Now that <laughs> they know that Tyson's safe, the antidote's good, Bray knows the antidote. Okay, now we can worry about this infant <laughs> yeah. that, that can't find, you know, can't fend for herself. Okay, let's go look. She could be yeah. at, at the other side of the country, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and And are they really doing it to get Brady back, or are they doing it to show to Bray that? Yeah we've tried You know the antidote now We've tried We're on well, your good side funny, right
0: is I definitely think that, that Ryan and Celine You know yeah. are, are, They want to find Brady You know it's Danny She's using this as As a means to get on Bray's good side you know like mm-hmm. look, look I, helped, I helped try to find your niece Like now will you do what I want you to do mm-hmm.
3: um, She's definitely Bringing that energy
0: yeah, like there's no like there's no denying that.
1: You know what? I didn't even see it that way, but now that you mentioned it <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, yeah. Um Where else can you see that?
0: I mean yeah. yeah, like it's the only cause she doesn't care about this baby, she doesn't know. Nope. Not to the extent that she cares about herself.
1: You know what? I was because was it last week? I was just thinking about what Connor was saying. How how good it would be if like Danny was the only voice of reason. Like, oh, let's go find this this helpers baby, and it would have it would have made us like, like her a bit more. But now that you've mentioned it in that way, you've actually yeah reminded me. Yeah, she's, she's only doing this <laughs> to get Bray. She doesn't wow. do anything.
0: Yeah, she doesn't do anything. That's not, she's just like oh in that aspect. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's
0: no wonder Bray's attracted to <laughs> her.
1: I, I take back the praise I was just about to give of her. I take it right back. <laughs> oh, wow! I, oh yeah.
0: Can't happen.
3: We see right through you.
0: We see right through oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Happy to help.
1: That's actually really bad. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty horrible. It's like just like with Tyson and Bray, you know, using her wily ways.
1: I was like, "Oh, writers, you're, you're actually letting her do something positive and nice for someone else." It's like, oh, actually, no.
0: And 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 you know, and, and the same too. You know, like she she this is a distraction off of her and what she's currently up to, which y'all yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You know, like if she's focusing on something else, maybe no one will focus on her about such and such.
2: Yeah, and well, she doesn't want to be in the mall because. Jack and Ellie are asking questions.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is all very self-serving. Danny is a very yes. self-serving <laughs> character, and that's why I say she is a lot like Ebony, and it is Ooh. scary.
1: This is more insidious than a fool. Yeah. You're right.
0: I'm suddenly <laughs> wondering if if she took
2: that videotape. Is she just? Looking for an excuse to get out of the mall to get rid of it.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> it's
0: possible. I mean, there are so many things at this point. It is anything is possible with this girl. Like
1: I, I, I think it was that bad. Yeah.
0: You know how how Ebony Pooh. From- <laughs> <laughs> telling you a hater hater. I mean, I mean,
1: since we're on the subject, <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you think of her? As like single-minded, like railroaded justification about the bill of rights
0: oh come on like that is absolutely not her reasoning for wanting the bill of rights she wants to you know to to set up this this law and this punishment system to make sure that she saves her own butt in the end you know like she's got to make sure that whenever whatever comes out and people find out what they find out that she's not going to be able to be punished in the end I'm telling you, she is such a self-serving individual.
3: I agree that Danny's self-serving. I definitely do agree. There's Mm -hmm. tons of evidence to show that many of the things she does are for her own, like, goodwill. But I do feel that this is genuine. Her obsession with the Bill of Rights is trying to right a wrong. She didn't actually commit, but she feels responsible because if her father had come out... I don't know what she thinks he could have accomplished by coming out about the virus, but he clearly wanted to... And he didn't because Danny's life was threatened. And Danny carried that. It's not her fault. She shouldn't have carried it, but she did. So she's obsessed with it. So I do think it is genuine. But I still don't like agree with her whole Bill of Rights and the way she's going about it. And I totally agree. She is self serving. Everything she's doing is so she can absolve herself of this guilt she carries. Even though she so shouldn't carry it. It's not her fault, you know. And
2: Yeah, but come on. Claiming that she's Trying to do this to prevent everything from slipping back to the days of power and chaos. I mean, come he just wants
3: power. I do. I agree, though. Doesn't I he doesn't want anyone else to have that. I don't think she wants anyone else to grab it. I, again, I agree that she's you know wrongheaded in thinking that she's the only person who should have this kind of power. But I do understand what she's saying when she's like, "This is our only opportunity to fix everything that went wrong." And if we're not careful, like it's going to slip through our fingers. So I can see why there's this manic, frantic energy mm-hmm. coming off of her, like just desperate psychosis coming out of Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, because she sees that power and chaos time as her fault again. Yeah, no, not her fault. You're right. But she mm-hmm. sees it as her fault that we ever fell into that horrible pit where we were all running for our lives and we were all terrified. And here's our chance. Here's my chance. Don't you get it, Bray? This is my chance. To fix what is somehow my fault And you're ruining it because you're not Paying attention and you're not listening To me and you're playing chemistry Kit with Tyson and this is My only chance to make it Right Bray and just (laughs) Forget about it anyway That
1: was
0: amazing amazing. I wish you had some paper to tear Up there I I know
1: That was so dramatic.
0: Beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) So, like,
1: if
3: you replace what she's saying to I, this is my chance to fix it, then it's suddenly like, okay, I get why she's so crazy about this because otherwise her desperation doesn't make sense until you realize Mm -hmm. this is all about Danny trying to fix something that she never broke, you know? And yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And see, I get it. I get why she is so desperate to fix it, you know, why she feels guilty. I understand it. But when she starts yeah. doing the sketchy things that she's doing and, and the oh, yeah. that she's doing, you know, it, it really negates the fact that she's trying to fix this situation that she didn't even cause. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wish that they could have got about it a different way, you know, to make us sympathize with her a little bit more for the situation that she's in.
3: It also shows how, like, um, because she's so obsessed with this idea that she can fix the world, that she's also blinded to the fact that there is no way they can enforce this rule of law. Right. I was thinking but about that. She mm-hmm. says to Bray, these crazies, they're scary. And she's not wrong. They are. And, and she's like, this is the only thing that can stop them. And I was like, Danny, how? Do you really think these Bill of Rights would have stopped them from kidnapping Brady? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. But there's nothing you could have done about it. They would have done it anyway. It just would have been illegal for them to do so. That's the
0: only difference.
3: And people commit
0: crimes all the time. (sighs) All the
3: time. And it just shows how blinded she is by thinking that we can return to safety if we have these laws. I'm like, that's still not going to stop people from doing whatever the frig they want, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And they will. The chosen have proved time and time again that they really don't care what you think is gonna happen, you know, like or what you think should happen. Like if they have set their mind to something, well, that's probably the likely outcome. Um, I mean, even after they
3: passed their bill of rights, the chosen are still like, "Oh, that's interesting." Anyway,
0: how how cute. We're they, still they taking over like, your setting. Exactly, it's still ours. They're
2: gonna ignore it just like they ignored the need for the antidote.
0: Right. So yeah,
3: I'm like, okay, Danny. I was just waiting for the sonic wine. I'm like, poor Bray, uh, he was so tired, and he his, his hair being blown back by the wine of Danny.
0: He was <laughs> so exasperated, you know, like he was done. He was literally done with that situation. He,
2: the
3: that energy part. she's giving <laughs> <Yes>. him. <laughs>
0: He's like, nah man, this ain't cool. These are not the vibes. Not now. What's with I the am disappointed the spouse energy, Danny? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have had a hard day at work and this is how what I'm gonna come home to. Not even dinner on the table. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, that's not hmm. Danny, you messed up. And then just at the, te- the temper tantrum, it was, oh, her face, man. Just screw it. You don't like it. Well, it's like, oh, my drawing isn't cute. enough. it's not pretty. You made fun of it. Okay. I'm going to tear it up. Like, she should have just set it on fire. It would have been more dramatic. Oh, Danny Poor girl. I can't even, like, feel for her in that aspect. But it's <laughs> like, it's embarrassing. Like, her... The way that she acts is embarrassing. And I think this is where she differs from from Amber. This is where the characters kind of start veering in different directions, you know? Like, mm. Amber would mm. not have acted that way. There is no way. She'd be like, well, fine. Well, then I'll find someone else to help me figure it out. Right? Yeah. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Danny's just like, no, Bray's the only one. He is the only one that I can do this with. Um. And when she didn't get her way, she threw a temper tantrum. Amber, yeah, she just would have been like, "Okay, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll get do it without
2: you." Yeah,
0: like we'll we'll figure this out. uh, Some other people, (laughs) like delegation. You know what I mean? Like she understood that. Whereas Danny's, I need your attention. And maybe it's because she was an only child. I don't know. (laughs) Like- Dana also has an antagonistic
3: energy about her that mm. doesn't help. Like, she can say things that make a lot of sense, but she always says it as if she's in the middle of an argument with you. Yes. And yeah. she needs to, and that's a- that affects people when you're talking to someone. Like, Bray comes to her room to see how her day has gone. He's, t- he's very tired, but he's like, how was your day? You know what I mean? What did you have to do today? And he's coming in to check on her. And notice the energy she's giving back to him immediately. As though he's yeah. done something wrong. And it's like, what is Bray supposed to do with that energy that she's throwing at him? As if they had a fight earlier, but he wasn't participating in that fight. Right? Where the fight. He just came into it like, what the frick did I do? I could have just gone straight to bed. I want to because I'm tired. But I'm checking in on you. Of all people in my tribe, I'm checking in on you. And she immediately mm. is coming at him. And she comes at people like that a lot. She always has that energy with them. And it's just, it does make her an unlikable character. Because you're just like, this isn't, you making sense, but this isn't how you talk to people. This isn't how you get them on board with you, you know. And
0: right.
3: Especially if you're supposed to be in charge, this is not the energy you have with people that you want to listen to you, you know. And that is a difference between her and Amber. Because Amber mm-hmm. didn't carry an antagonistic energy with her. Her tone was always very sensible, unless there was something yeah. upsetting her. And right, since we don't know what's upsetting Danny, we're just like, where's this energy coming exactly. from? Exactly. What is the problem? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: There was an interesting comment on the YouTube channel um, that says like Danny should be focusing on the infrastructure of the city rather than the laws. Like, do you agree or not with that sentiment?
0: I mean, I, I the infrastructure. It definitely should be focused on, Um, but right now, like, how are you going to get, you know, the manpower or the means to do that within the city without a set of rules for people to follow, I guess? Like, how do you get people to fall in line to make things happen, you know?
3: I don't think you can do either until you actually sit down with these people in the city and find out what it is they need done. What is important to them? What they Mm -hmm. want to see in their city. Because you can make up all kinds of rules. But if they're not appropriate to the situation. if These aren't rules that people are actually concerned about they're not going to matter. And if you set up infrastructure that isn't actually going to help anybody again, what's the point there? She's missing the vital step. Sit down and talk to these people and find out what it is they want to see. Because if you're actually working towards what someone else wants, they are more likely to help you get it done. Yeah. You know, if you tell someone I'm bringing you 17 balloons tomorrow, no questions asked, but what the frick, why would they care if they don't want the balloons? You know, if they're Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, that's nice. um, I don't need any balloons. That's actually kind of inconvenient for me. But if you tell someone who's having a birthday party, I'm bringing you 17 balloons. I just got to figure out how to get them here. They're going to help you get the 17 balloons to yep. their house because yeah. they need them and they want them. So they're going to be like, oh, here, let's work together. My friend Jose has a truck and blah, blah, blah. And that's what's missing here. You, The law and the infrastructure isn't going to help if you don't know what these people want. And if, if you don't get them what they want, they're not going to help you get it there. And no, so no one's going to obey the law. No one's going to help you build this infrastructure. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they're actually near any way of building an infrastructure.
0: No, and they're not. You
3: could be like, hey, someone could be like, we really need a playground, we really need a safe place for the younger Mm -hmm. kids to play. And it's like, okay, you found out a bunch of people want to work on that. You know how much easier it's going to get to vo- get volunteers to work and clean up this playground, create a safe place that people can go. But that's because you found out that's what they freaking wanted. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, okay. Like, Br- Jack is actually trying to come to Danny and tell her, could you put a law in there about stealing? And she's not even yes. willing to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is yeah. something he's concerned about because yeah. people are stealing here in the mall. And she's like, sorry, get out of my face. These are my rules. <laughs> These are the ones I'm concerned about, Jack. Okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, See, is not on here. He's like the one person who actually <laughs> wanted to help her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's like, I got a rule you could put on there, and she's like, um, that would make me a criminal. So, yeah. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would incriminate myself. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be in my bill of rights. <laughs> <laughs> Inconvenient. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just don't know how that couldn't have already been in her Bill of Rights. It's just- You're what? It shouldn't be. If, if stealing is not in her Bill of Rights, what <laughs> is?
2: <laughs> Plus, <he laughs> clearly wasn't Cloud around for the water trial. <laughs>
0: Can we get a list of, you know, a copy of these bill of rights, please? We need to know what we're working with here.
3: <laughs> really messed like, up. The person writing them is clearly already breaking them.
0: <laughs> like she's like, oh, maybe that if I write them, then I, like I said, if she writes them, she can't get in trouble. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's like, they're not
3: passed yet, so i
0: mean, like, we're just making sure that you know, she she makes she's out of trouble. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with stealing. Sharing is caring.
3: Danny is a corrupt politician. <laughs> <blood> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she is. She can be bought off, but only by herself.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm dogging on her bad This episode. I know. I
0: love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I can't
3: help it. Her attitude this episode. I just don't have the time for it. it
0: is it sucks. It's like dealing with like I said, like with the five year old. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. like. Intro, the, did, someone didn't like their drawing, and she's. They're like, I don't want your drawing. Okay, and then she tears it up. Like <laughs> her body language <laughs> and
3: everything <laughs>
2: cracks
0: yeah. me up.
3: She clenches so many fists in this episode. I wonder
2: if they instructed her like that on it. With a, Okay, imagine a five-year-old and just act that way.
3: Right. And oh, again, God. for me, it just doesn't work because I'm spending the whole time, like, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm just like, yeah. what is with this high level of irritation, Danny? that you have? It is so much higher than it ought to be. You know, if you're really, you're this upset about these Bill of Rights. Like what are you upset about, Danny? Yeah. Are you it's like she's upset about everything. You know? And again, it'll all make sense later, but for now, you're just stuck like, what is your problem? <laughs> what are right. you so pissed off
0: at? Right. And, and, and everyone. And, and, yeah. And it makes sense, though, to kind of set her character up to be disliked. Like, I kind of get that. But then to have us suddenly have to redeem it afterwards, like, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, okay, so it's this isn't your fault, but you did all of these things. Like, Very you true. acted this way, but now it's cool. It's great, you know. Like, no, that doesn't work for me. Like, if you're going to set her up to be disliked, then set her up to be disliked. You know, they set Trudy's mm-hmm. character up perfectly for the way that her character goes, you know, throughout the show. Like, all of it makes sense for who she is. But we, with Danny, it, I don't, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I wonder if it, if at this point they knew she was leaving as well. And they just figured, let's make her me
0: I mean, we're not even halfway through the show yet. I think it's yeah, too yeah.
3: soon.
1: It's too, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I
3: I
2: exactly too soon, yeah. Oh, we're not exactly
0: through yet. Yeah, there's no way.
3: I think at this point, it was, she's the replacement. There was no idea that she would not continue mm-hmm. or that Seth would come back, so.
0: Yeah. Maybe they just
3: figured we'll be able to redeem her later, you know. Once right, and you,
0: that's...
3: They assumed that once she was no longer under this kind of stress that she would be able to show that she's actually a really I great d- person and yeah,
0: yeah it didn't work for me though
3: i'm with no, you. no that's what i'm saying it, it didn't, work didn't for
0: me. yeah no it didn't it, i still thought about all these things and i'm like you still are this person just because you're no longer in danger of whatever doesn't mean that your actions can be forgiven you still did all of this It's like saying the same thing, like I said, with Ebony. Ebony does a lot of crazy crap, you know, but she'll, she does pull through in a pinch for the mall rats, but that doesn't forgive Mm -hmm. her for all of the things that she does. Right. But
2: it makes her more likable.
0: Exactly. Well, for some people it does, but I Mm. think
3: it's just because there's more time given to Ebony and even as a villain, she's a likable villain.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: And that does make a difference. You know it's like she's yes. good at being an antagonist So you still enjoy watching her um, Yeah so You're like I know she's not a good person But man she's so fun to watch you Right know? and we
0: expect it from her it, It's it's who she is Like that's what we expect her to do Like you said we don't really know Danny. We don't know who this mm-hmm. person is Other than she's bossy And she likes things to be her way She does have the sketchy behavior But no,
2: I, th- I think they could have redeemed her If the ending of season 2 had been slightly different, or even if they just brought her back after that. They could have found a way if they wanted to.
3: I think they could have, but I, I guess, but it does feel like at the by the end of season two, they were just tired of Danny yeah. I don't know why. I'm just, this is me speculating. I may not, this may not be true, but it just kind of felt like they had already made their decision that they didn't want to do anything with her, because um, they didn't do much with her in the back half yeah. of season two. And, um, and Yeah, I think it's possible by the time season two ended, they'd already decided they didn't want to bring Danny back. She's unceremoniously nicked out, like in one of the last scenes of the finale. Mm -hmm. and
0: We see her again in, in the beginning of season three. No, don't, don't. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. She's just I'm,
3: gone and I'm thinking
0: a different episode is the finale, sorry.
3: <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I'm just speculating that they yeah, I agree that they could have done more. I I think it would have been good for her character to come back in season three, but I don't know what they were going what was going through their mind. And from what I've heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. and the actress, she wasn't handled very well when they decided to let her go. So it's trauma. Te- some oh,
0: TV te- oh, still yeah. there. Mm. Trudy, Trudy, do you have a minute? No, I'm sorry, not right now. I just need some time to think, you know, by myself. You all right? I'm just worried about Brady. I know. Do you want to talk about it? No,
2: I have told you. I just want everyone to leave me alone. Okay. Okay, I've been putting off. <laughs> from one <a> dislikable <sighs>
1: character
2: to, to a dislikable couple?
1: Let's briefly... <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Sleen and Ryan.
0: Let's do it.
1: Okay, with her um, anxieties over her relationship with Ryan bringing about the return of her eating disorder, Slim tries to speak to Trudy in private. However, Trudy is desperate to get out of the mall untraced and snaps at her, driving her away. Um... Yeah, what I want to focus on, Penny, is like, do you appreciate Celine's um, content attempts throughout this episode? to Try and reach out to Trudy for help.
0: Yes, I do because mm. Tr- Trudy helped her in the, the first time. You know, Trudy was yeah. the, one that, the one that was there for her in, in that time, and she realized, okay, I, I'm I'm in trouble. I need help, and and maybe I can help Trudy by distracting her. You know, um, I I think it it was nice to still see that Celine even after everything. You know. Like she knew that if she needed help, Trudy would be there for her. But maybe she just chose the wrong time.
2: Because you can even see that in Trudy's
0: mm-hmm. eyes.
2: With a okay, Celine's hurting. I want to help her, but no, I can't because my daughter comes first. Yeah, I did. I did like the little nod back to that part of their friendship.
0: Or Trudy, though, you definitely saw it too. You know, like she's mm-hmm. like, I, I know she she needs help right now. I can see that she's struggling as well, and. Um, she just—it's one of those moments where she was overstimulated and she couldn't take in any more. You know, she was at her end. There was no more that she could bring in emotionally, but she couldn't help Celine,
2: and she simply did not have the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, this—this was her one shot to get her little girl back. Mm -hmm.
0: That's it, done. Yeah, you know,
2: Celine's problems are Celine's problems at that moment.
0: Yep. And, and she knew that she had to snap and she had to be mean to mm-hmm. get something to leave her alone.
1: Yeah, I don't fault her for, snap, for snapping because she, she needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, and this later leads to um, <laughs> a scene later on where Ryan embarrasses Lee in front of the tribe while trying to follow Lex's advice to man up. He subsequently discovers her binging in the sewers. After talking to each other, they realize that they are both anxious about sex, having no experience of it, and agree to do it only when it feels right for the two of them. Um, so yeah, panel, what do you think of Ryan and Celine's reconciliation?
0: Finally, uh, yeah, not only finally, it's like this is why you communication is important. You know, like I don't know how Celine, I really don't know how Celine assumed that Ryan had already, you know, lost his virginity. Like, he doesn't seem like, even though he hung out with, you know, with Lex. Like, that doesn't mean anything. You could see how nervous he was. You could see, like, how did she not know him well enough to infer that he was also just as, you know what I, I don't I don't know. It's what annoys me about Celine. She expects Ryan to pick up on everything. All of her emotions, you know? Like, to, to read her well, mind sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm just going to say wanting. I'm just gonna say one thing in her defense Ryan saved her from a brothel
0: I know but he didn't know it was a brothel And I'm assuming No but He told her that (sighs) Like he didn't know what he You know what he was there for Like that's how naive he is In that department We we know that
3: but He never made that clear to Celine.
0: I guess you're right we never saw it but we also don't know what happened She probably
3: assumed that That was what he was
2: there for
0: you're right. You're right. Maybe I that maybe that is the case. That's the one defense I can think of.
3: Now Celia makes a lot of assumptions um mm-hmm. about gender stereotypes and gender norms and she that's so on brand for her um mm-hmm. it's one of it's so it was, i like that she was just being so honest about it and when it's like yeah that makes so much sense that Celine would just make that assumption about ryan in the same way she just assumes that it's the guy who makes the move and if he doesn't then he's not into you and blah 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 she makes a lot of weird messed up assumptions with a lot of her closeted misogyny about men and women and how they should behave and you know she never thought to ask um Amber about sex because in her eyes, Amber wasn't a sexual being because she didn't act interested in the boys. And so in Celine's eyes, that means, oh, she guess she's just not into guys, you know, you know know what I mean? And so that's just very Celine. And I agree that I, I really don't like that Celine has that stereotypical, you need to meet all of my needs. You have to understand all of my feelings and my moods and you need to pick up on every little hint about where I am. But I don't have to show you the same effort. And not just Ryan. But she can be that way with everybody. Oh, yeah. -hmm. Um, And so I was just like, I don't have a ton to say about this. I'm happy they've resolved their issues. It's one of the few things I really like about Ryan and Celine. That when they finally get around to it, they will resolve their issues. Um, I can't fault them for the lack of communication. Because I was in a long-term relationship for 16 years. And communication was very difficult for us. (laughs) So oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't judge her for that. Um, but yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying. And it does at least give the message to a young audience how important communication is with your partner. See mm-hmm. you know how fast Ryan Selene could have solved this if they just talked to each other. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know?
0: absolutely. You know, just taking the time to listen to what the other was saying. Uh, instead of they were just like subtle hints, you know what I mean? But she could tell, like, how could she not tell that he was just uncomfortable? But right. I get her, I get, but that's the thing too, is how does she not know that he's just not uncomfortable because he doesn't find her attractive? Right. Like, I, you mm-hmm. know. And like it would
3: have been solved if she had just told him and he had yep. just told her and said so they had to spend days all stressed and upset. And yep.
0: All she had to say was, you feel like you don't want me, you know, and look, bam, done. <laughs> Like, it well, yeah, wasn't I mean, judging Celine for not communicating. It's just is, you know, communication is incredibly important.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We judge ourselves, you know, yeah. when we look back, we look in hindsight in our relationships and we're like, ah, oh, if I could have just communicated that to my partner. Um, and then we go through periods where it's like, we don't know what we're supposed to be communicating to them because we haven't figured it out for ourselves what the heck is even wrong. We don't know what we're upset about. We don't know what we want. <laughs> and so we can't communicate it to them. And of course, later, Hindsight's twenty we'll be like, that's what it was. Now I understand what I was going through. And if only Mm -hmm. I could have said that to my partner, everything would have been fine. But I couldn't because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, as far as, like, Ryan humiliating or humiliating Celine in front of everyone, he knew it was wrong as soon as he opened his mouth. Like, as soon as Mm -hmm. he started speaking, he's like, I have messed up, you know? But that just goes to also show that he's still wants Lex's approval Mm -hmm. you know no matter no matter how much Lex has screwed him over and done him wrong he still wants Lex think that he's cool I guess I don't I it just it he knew you know what I mean and he probably felt so bad about it um Lex and Lex laughing in the background Mm -hmm. I have a few words about that but I can't say them on here (laughs) So that you know was weird. I
3: felt it was more humiliating for Ryan than it was for yeah, Celine. because like mm-hmm. I don't understand Celine being like, What the frick did you just say to me? Like, that right. doesn't even make sense what you just said to me, yeah. But if anything, it seems like everyone's laughing at Ryan mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. sounds like an idiot. Like, what yes. he says to Celine barely makes sense, especially in the context of her coming in looking for Trudy, and he's like, You don't need Trudy, this and you're like, I feel like everyone's laughing at Ryan. Because he sounds so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, what yes, What did that even mean, Ryan? And I thought Celine's reaction was a bit over the top. I would have been like, I can understand her being like, wow, you sound like a moron and storming off. Like, you are so unhelpful for me right now. I don't know what your problem is. But I didn't get her being humiliated. Because I didn't feel like what he said was humiliating to her. Just. It just yeah. made him look like the idiot. Yeah, it
0: definitely, you know, but I guess with all of her current emotions about the yeah, okay. relationship uh, okay. with Ryan, you know, um, but it absolutely was humiliating for him. And like I said, to have Lex laughing in the background and to have, you know, Dal laughing and, and Lex knew exactly what he said. Set- Ryan up for. He knew it. Yeah, of course. And Mm -hmm. it just goes to show that he still doesn't care. He doesn't mind getting a laugh at anyone's expense. Yeah. And it's still sad. Because it just it shows that same character, you know, that Mm -hmm. he was progressing away from. But it's still there. And it shows you that Lex is still who Lex was. Mm
3: -hmm. I do have a theory about Celine. It's been knocking around in my head all week. Oh, boy. And uh, I just wanted to throw it by you guys. I know this is going to sound really weird, but just hear me out. Oh, boy. I think Celine is a narcissist. Like, I know when we think of narcissists, we think of people who are obvious, like Lex Mm -hmm. or Ebony, who are so obviously only think uh, think of themselves and, you know, discard the feelings of others. But there's a whole different side to being a narcissist that I feel like Celine meets the criteria. In truth, most narcissists are like painfully insecure. They're perfectionists. They're obsessed with this perfect life that they're trying to craft. They try to craft the perfect um, relationship with other people. And whenever life doesn't meet that expectation, they tend to have meltdowns. And um, not every narcissist is dangerous or out to hurt you or anything like that. But I was just thinking about Celine's behavior and her actions and how everything seems To stem from... Everything Celine does is for her benefit. Mm -hmm. Everything. Even when she's caring for other people, she's only doing it because it makes her feel good. It makes her feel Mm -hmm. necessary. It makes her feel needed. And I just... i like... You know, for example, just that scene in the the cafe. It's humiliating to Ryan. He's the one who looks like an idiot. But Celine makes everything about her... You know, mm-hmm. everything is about her. When she, Trudy's daughter is missing, Celine is upset because Trudy doesn't need her right now. Trudy sent her back to her room, and Celine goes back there, and Ryan's not there, and she's sobbing. It's all about her. Um, it's why she can so easily not care what's going on with the kids, not care about their well-being. It's why she can so easily do terrible things to people and not considering how that affects them. It's why she expects perfection from Ryan. And never gives it back to him. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: No, you absolutely are making a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. I was just thinking about all of her friendships, all of her relationships,
3: the way she reacts to people when they let her down, the way she lies to herself and other people and changes the narrative of what happened. I'm like, my gosh,
0: Celine is a narcissist. (laughs) You are absolutely correct. She's the
3: center of her universe and everything revolves Mm -hmm. around the way she needs it to be. You know and it's what She has nothing filling her She requires everybody else to fill her She's like one of those little balloon things At a car lot you know what I mean yeah. It needs constant air Flowing into it to keep it buoyant Because otherwise it deflates So how does she feel herself? She takes care of other people. It makes her feel special. makes Mm -hmm. her feel very, you know, needed. So she desperately Mm -hmm. takes care of Brady. She likes having, you know, Bray's approval. But she also doesn't care about other people's genuine feelings, you know? And I was like, wow. And I've been chewing on it all week, just, you know, working on that argument. I was like, yeah, I'm convinced more and more she is a narcissist. No
0: argument. No argument at all. The theory is now canon. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they're absolutely, and you see it too. Like with with Trudy or with the Bray Trudy and Celine thing in season one, like she genuinely does not care how what she's doing with Bray is affecting Trudy
3: until it affects her negatively. But, she mm-hmm. doesn't care what happens with yes. Trudy because she doesn't like Trudy, and I'm not even judging you, her for that. No, yeah, me neither. But it's just you notice that she doesn't care about leaving Trudy to die nope. until she has to face the consequences.
0: Uh-huh. You and know, and she lived. And now she's got to face her every single day. So now she's got to face the fact that she just left her there.
3: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. she, the way she turns on Bray, Bray hadn't done anything. He did exactly what Celine asked him to do. He chose and he chose her. And Celine has to spin it as to somehow Bray is the one who made everything bad between the two of them. And it's his fault that Trudy did what she did because it made Celine feel bad. It's all about Celine's feelings.
0: Yep, it is. You know? Mm-hmm. It is and that's why I said like she knows she can see that it makes that every the situation is making Ryan uncomfortable. But she's not able to. She's it. not stopping. Yes, and she's not well she's not stopping to ask him, "Hey, what's wrong? Like what's really going on? Sit down and talk to me." It's not until she lashes out and yeah, and she's upset that they are able to discuss it. He's able to be like, "I'm sorry, you know, like Ah, you're right, you are You are so right Celine is a narcissist and again, I don't say that in a bad way because I don't yeah. I, we have a stigma against
3: people who are narcissistic, um, but the truth is they're not all evil, they're not all terrible it's just a personality disorder and I'm like, yeah, she isn't the person you think of, but she nails all of the, the check marks on mm-hmm. what a true narcissist is, you know, they can have a great desire to be good and help people, but it's Always for a very selfish reason. Yeah. It's because it makes them feel good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It's, and it's like, no wonder she deflates so hard when she's not being filled up by other people making her feel good.
0: Right. She gets, you know, she gets raised high and then dropped down as soon as that attention disappears. not a problem i was wrong about you
1: outside of the mall in a secluded area of woodland a grateful Trudy is finally reunited with brady and admits to ebony that she was wrong about her only of course to be immediately surrounded by the chosen as ebony reveals her true allegiance so yeah, what did you think of this scene and the roller coaster of emotions that Trudy must have been going through
3: that poor girl that poor girl <laughs>
0: Feel bad. Evil <laughs> scheming witch Oh that wasn't the word uh, I used I
2: hated Ebony so much in that moment uh,
1: It's that, it's that f- Small moment where She knew that Ebony's Tricky and she, she knows that she lies But she just gave her that benefit of the doubt For that one second sure. she's like Thank you thank you, but then it's like Taking it straight away from her like, I feel like
0: that happens so much With Trudy too <laughs> You know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of on par for her storylines. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense coming from Ebony. Uh, however, she didn't seal the deal beforehand, you know, because <laughs> um, obviously she didn't get anything in return. I don't even know what she was supposed to get. Was was she supposed to rule with them, I think?
3: Oh,
0: Ebony. You that, want to talk that, this is you <laughs> know, like, What's going on, Ebony? Really messed up here. This is a uh, this is a bad plan, little lady. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. Do you seem
3: to forget? He said it straight up. You have nothing we need. Exactly. You know? we don't need you. And like she literally gave up the one thing he'd asked for.
0: So what does he need you for anymore, Ebony? She <laughs> should have taken Trudy somewhere away from you know the chosen mm-hmm. city, and then been like, okay, I have her now. Now what are you going so, to
3: do for her? But, so blinded mm-hmm. by her want for power.
2: Oh yeah, my god.
0: She did not use the <laughs> strain in this. She, Ebony, you are too good for this. Come on. Yeah.
2: Ebony is so used to guys doing what she
0: wants. Yeah, but she should know better than that with Jaffa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm still, you know, trying to, to get over the fact that she knew right where they were. And she knew exactly who had the baby. And, like... Um, when we knew that, you know, we knew she wasn't stupid. She knew who the chosen were,
3: mm-hmm. but it just, I'm, I'm not surprised that Joff, I mean, that she underestimated him because Ebony has shown that she will only absorb as much useful information about you as is useful to her in the moment or like what she's interested in. Mm-hmm. And she will ignore anything else that she considers unuseful. Like, so for example, when she backs them all looking for the antidote she ignores the magazine shop because to her she she needs to prove you know she likes to pretend that she doesn't care about education because it's a reputation even though the discs that were important for all the information jack got he hid them in the magazine shop you know so she overlooks things that could be useful to her Mm -hmm. certain points in time i guarantee she overlooked jaffa when he was at loco you know what i mean and she, Because she is so taken aback by his conviction mm-hmm. and his power over the Chosen. She keeps hitting him up with stuff, thinking, oh, I know what these guys want. And she's wrong every time. She thinks they want the antidote formula. She thinks um, that she, they just need a stronger leader for Zoot. She thinks she can impress them with the fact that I was with Zoot. I learned at his feet, and yeah. blah blah blah. She keeps miscalculating them. She never really got to know who Jaffa was and what mm-hmm. how, the kind of crazy this kid operated mm-hmm. on. She thought she did, and she was like, "Oh boy," you know, just that that competition with the coal. Like, oh, yeah, she oh, was yeah. not prepared for this level of crazy. No, you know, yeah. and so I'm not surprised she. She probably wrote him off.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not surprised by it either. Like, I knew the Guardian was up to some. It was, I, I could tell, you know, that he was this crazy person, that he had it together. You could tell by just the way that his followers followed him, <laughs> like, <laughs> unwavering, you know. I'm like, Ebony, this is, this. you're walking into failure. There's mm-hmm. no way that you are going to walk out of this with anything at all. Like, you are, you, why did you do this? Like, Yeah, she definitely underestimated the crazy.
2: She's she's so sure of herself.
0: Yes, she is. And just
2: thinking that by looking a certain way, acting a certain way, people, and especially guys, will automatically do what she wants. And yes, she just never thought that these religious people were so into into Zoot would even for a moment consider someone else than her
3: especially since her worship of Zoot never went that deep yeah she never actually thought of him as a god no. he didn't actually like form a religion around him he was a tool to her own power that's all he ever was yep no she lifted up his name to keep the locos following her but that's all he was to her and she's not prepared for these guys mm.
2: She, she's just thinking that Jaffa's doing the same Because, I mean, in the beginning When Zoot had just gone missing She called herself the priestess They were shouting priestess power At her, and she thinks that's what The Guardian's
3: doing Right <laughs> it's He's
0: like, pretending, uh, dang, he's playing pretend it's a
3: little deeper for this guy yeah. yeah, he made up the religion But Ebony, he wrote books on this religion That's right. how into the game he is He's deep undercover, Ebony <laughs>
0: He's got a loophole for everything. Sorry, little lady. He's, he's committed, honey. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always love how Ebony's like balls that she, that she could just walk up to another tribe, and like, yeah, I'm taking over.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, a <laughs>
1: I just love that about her it's wrong but i just love it and she <laughs> yeah. keeps
0: alone too that's the best part she's like i don't need anybody i got this <laughs> no honey you don't sorry
1: <laughs> that confidence is like yeah
3: it's
0: arrogance yeah you could bottle that
3: and sell it
1: amazing <laughs> where do you think she gets that from like where it feels like it's more than just being in the locos i don't know it,
0: I feel like
2: no, I think it's something she, she always had.
0: Exactly. Mm. I think it's kind of type of personality that she's always had. And you can kind of see it later on, you know, with the relationship with her sisters. Like, she's always been the one that's in charge. It's, it's Ebony's way. Um, she probably always called the shots.
3: Ebony developed swagger at a very young age.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, clearly, yeah. I think the older she got, she realized that this was a benefit to her. To fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. If you pretend you're the one in charge People will treat you like you're the one in charge You know and if you enter a room Like you own it You own the attention of everyone in that room You know and she became very comfortable With that I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of it had to do with her upbringing Lack of attention in very important areas So there's a craving for that attention Just all kinds of things going on With that psychology but Oh yeah uh, (laughs) Yeah, she she definitely the locos didn't give her the swagger. she had an one mm. and,
2: and we'll see that in the next episode as well
1: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah and it's it's done to cover up her insecurities like it's just a defense mechanism. It's her yeah. mask so she can move about the world.
2: It's a useful mask though
3: oh yeah, absolutely oh, yeah. every ma- most masks we have they're they're not mm-hmm. meant to be evil. they're meant to protect us, you know.
1: That leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. So having been unexpectedly taken by the Chosen on with Trudy, Ebony attempts to seize power from the Guardian by emphasizing her links to Zoo. But this ends badly when the Guardian challenges her to a test of endurance, which she fails. See, so yeah, panel, first of all, what did you make of that creepy fire challenge? Bad Okay. It was perfect.
0: Yeah, I think it was very fitting. Knew she was going to fail. Knew he was going to be like, this is fine. <laughs> oh, and you
2: can see him there, just looking so confident, like he's
0: yeah, like he's like okay, this this is cool.
3: He's I, acting I, like he's holding ice cube. Yeah, it's such a great moment that tells you what. Okay, you remember season one? We see we meet Ebony. We meet her in the cage, and we learn everything we need to know about this girl. Okay, just from the conversations mm-hmm. we have with her in the cage, and how spectacular that is. This is where you get to learn what you need to know about Jaffa. It's like, this is what you're dealing with. This is the Mm -hmm. mentality of this person. Okay. (laughs) You're taking your biggest antagonist from season one and pitting her against your new antagonist is season two. You've upped the stakes of the psychology of your bad guy. This isn't someone who just wants power and some shallow rudimentary sense. You know, and it's so, for Ebony to fail under that weight, it really empowers who Jaffa is. It elevates how scary he is and what a mm-hmm. like his threat level. So it's like, oh my gosh, next to him, Ebony just, she's small beans. She becomes Lex, you know, and <laughs> and I love the acting of that scene. No. Like, Meryl's just like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, she's looking at him like, how is he doing right. this? This hurts. How is mm-hmm. he holding that and acting like it's... And the stone expression on his face. Like, mm-hmm. this is nothing. You know, my my God empowers me. I can do this. And then there's Trudy's expression at the end of it. Like, what did I end up in?
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I was searching for comments, but I didn't see... No, no one really mentions it, but it, it is really well acted. I, I loved it. <laughs> I was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it definitely
0: shows you, okay, this is a character that I really need to worry about. <laughs> like, and, so and far, yeah, once, he's been creepy, but no, this is next level. Yeah.
2: In trouble. yes. <laughs> and for once, you see them using Merrill's length to their advantage in this. Because next to her, the guardian seems like 10 feet tall.
3: He does. He does. It, he casts a long shadow. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a great scene and it really lets you know what we're in for now mm-hmm. like oh man we thought we thought it was bad before but we're really just dealing with thugs and street kids this is psychological this is bigger than that mm-hmm. i don't know what we're gonna do these guys really are scary they're dangerous and we don't know what treats to throw at them to make them leave
0: us alone right. we got nothing you they're know smart and they are organized and that's what is terrifying they are so well Mm -hmm. organized
3: and what they want is irrational to our common mind like we can't even give them what they want because it doesn't even make sense to us right so there's you know Mm -hmm. like like, come on we can't even sue for peace with these guys we can't parlay with them they're crazy you know though there is one scene you guys will love when ebony stumbles upon them and there's they're chanting around brady right <laughs> mm-hmm. And Brady's like, ah, she's kind of crying. And I was thinking, Brady's like, enough with the ch- can you get back to the humming? I liked the humming. Can you stop <laughs> chanting at me!
2: <laughs>
3: stop mm. chanting at me! <laughs> Poor baby, what's doing? But Trudy grabs her. <laughs> listen to Brady babble. It's like she's like, mom, where were you? Right, cute. <laughs> mm. As soon as they put through Ebony at uh, Trudy's feet. Now, I, I like Ebony, but all I can think is Trudy, get rid of her.
0: Yeah, mm. like for real. I was like, do it. Get rid of her. Do it now. This is your chance. Yes. Get rid of her.
3: No one can blame you. No one could fault you for this. Just no let her go. No one
0: could fault you for this. No one. Oh, man. She should have oh, Think
2: it. of the strength in her position she would have had if she'd done that.
0: Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Think about what that would have showed the Guardian. What that would have showed other members of the chosen
3: like if you give me a decision to make oh i will make it it's
0: just gonna be what i make yeah
3: i do i do wonder what that would have done for she and jaffa's relationship going forward because jaffa recognizes rudy is someone he can manipulate and he can abuse and that's what he does Mm -hmm. he notices the weaknesses in her character which he kindness he sees that as a weakness and he takes advantage of that and uses it against it and abuses her going forward. To control her. But what would he have done if Trudy had shown that she was capable of being ruthless? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I think he would have been a lot more cautious with Trudy. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely.
2: then He probably would have tried to rule with her. He would instead have Instead of over
3: her. I can't overstep and I can't abuse her because she has it in her to get rid of me. You know, but
0: yeah, but at the same time, though, that could also be like, this is what she's capable of. I need to watch her.
3: That's true. He Mm -hmm. could have made
0: her seem like a bigger threat to him. Yes, exactly. And we already see what he does, you know, to threats. Yeah. So
3: it's just interesting. I just thought I was like, that would have been. I would have liked to see the look on his face if she had said, "Kill her." Me too. He's a a threat to me. And she's Look, been off threatened. with her head.
2: Like would Let he have go. fell in
0: love right there? Would we have seen hard <laughs> eyes? Oh. He
2: would have worshipped her for a bit.
0: That's what I mean. Like the hard eyes, right then. That's it. He's done for. Mm-hmm. And then he would have had to off himself for blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's what the, it's what the book says.
2: <laughs> the book says the supreme mother
0: must be pure. That's <laughs> what the book says. She can it. have blood
3: on her hands but she's got to be pure. Okay.
0: Yeah, he, I mean he he wrote it so if he if he causes her to mess up.
3: She suits women. She can do things suit would do. It's also an insight to how Jaffa um, uses his cult to spread uh, the, the blame around. You'll notice mm-hmm. that Jaffa rarely makes decrees where his hands are the ones that have to be dirty.
0: Yeah. He gives it mm-hmm.
3: up to other people. You know, he puts them in charge of taking someone's life. Even if he decreed that this person had to lose their life, he will often force someone else to do it. Yep. So he doesn't want Ebony around. He'd happily Mm-mm. off Ebony. And he easily could. He, it's not like he need to convince anyone there that she needs to go. And yet he pushes it on to Trudy as a test. You know, so he can test her metal. What is she about? How am I, you know, how will I be able to control her? How will I be able to utilize her? And you'll notice going forward, he does the same thing. He will say this person should be put to death, but you never see Jaffa doing it. You know, he always makes sure he gets someone else to do it. And it's how you um, spread the blame. It's that mob mentality. And everybody feels like they can't change or leave this situation because their hands are dirty.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you know, he may also be trying to give her that, you know, you have a little bit of control right here in the situation. Here's the control that I'm giving you. Um, make her feel more at ease. I you know, like, cause we don't know what happens after season, you know, after season two. Like well, as far as like, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to mm-hmm. say, you know, um, after all of this, anyway, I guess is what I'm I'm talking about. Um, as far as what she learns or what he teaches her or, you know, um, she is a supreme mother and he's showing her that you you do have control. You do have power. Take it, you know. But um, it's because
3: yeah. he, wa- he wants her to use the power the way he wants it uh-huh. used. Though. Yes. He mm-hmm. certainly he never yes. wants truth to have power to do with the way she feels. Yes. Yeah. He wants to mm-hmm. shape how she uses it. Right. Like you'll I mean the next episode you'll see how surprised he is that she doesn't off Ebony. Right. He's he's disturbed by that. Yep. Because he wants Ebony gone. You know what I mean? But he's putting on the show that Trudy's the one who gets to make the decisions. So what happens when Trudy makes decisions he doesn't like? He has to make sure she doesn't make decisions he doesn't like. Yep. You know? So I yeah, it's an illusion of her having power, but
0: yeah, an illusion. She
3: learns real quick how what power means. It's meant to be used the way he wants it to be used. Yeah, because he's in a weird position. He's the guardian, and he's elevated both Trudy and the baby above him. So he has to both kneel at her feet and dominate Trudy, so she Mm -hmm. never realizes how much power she actually has. He's got to put on the show in front of everybody else that oh no we're all serving her, and yet he mm-hmm. needs Trudy never truly believes that she's free to do what she freaking wants to right. do. <laughs> right. If she could, she would have already left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's a delicate line he has to walk with her, which is why he ends up being so abusive to her. Yep. He backhands her with one hand and gives her pearls with the other. Like, he's literally an abusive spouse.
2: Yep. Oh, gross. Now I'm thinking of him as Trudy's spouse. Well. Ugh. Nope. Nope, Nope. not having that.
1: Cool. So that brings Series 2, Episode 13 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, then you can send us a message over on our Facebook page or fill out the form on our site, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for Episode 14. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.